There is no phone ringing, damn it! What the hell are you talking about? You know what the hell she's talking about? No. I'm afraid I don't understand. What, what, you... what Dr. Schaefer? Our Dr. Schaefer? Our Dr. Schaefer, the one who's always grabbing everybody's... Was he sick? I don't know what you're talking about. Now, what in hell am I going to tell this boy Schaefer's parents? That a substitute nurse assassinated him because she couldn't tell the doctors from the patients on the floor? My God! Okay? You let a woman beat ya, huh? You little tiny nothing! Why did you move closer to me? I don't know. I... I guess I want to be closer don't to Don't, Bob. Uh-uh. His name was Jeremiah Johnson. Norma Ray has been working since she was 16. Jeff Goldblum is the psycho freak who's everywhere the action is. That's... outrageous! You try one more goddamn stunt and I'll light up the fucking sky! I'm Peter Fonda. We've just finished making a movie dealing with the most talked about subject of the day. LSD. LSD. A decade under the influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. Kombucha drink, I'm ready! Good. The secret to that film, I think, is caffeine or methamphetamines. You want to do the wrap-up or reviews first? What you want to do? Um, I'm fine either way. Um, maybe we go right into wrap-up, though. <laughs> um... Well, welcome, first of all, to A Decade Under the Influence. This is our wrap-up for Star Trek. And movie reviews. The motionless picture. Um, yes. So, <laughs> so not excited. Um, first of all, I'm if, you, excited. if you just watched it with us, congratulations. Like You fell asleep. You probably fell We're asleep. We're professionals. <laughs> I mean that's that's um, that almost definitely happened. You're and professionals too. I bet you had some coffee. Well, if you were getting ready for it, you should have. We apologize for not talking more. I I assumed that we would just be able to go off, but the movie is still happening, so it's like still doing the thing of putting you to sleep. Right. It's it's weaving. I was like, there's lots of like slow parts where you could talk over and we could talk about Star Trek or philosophy. Philosophy. Sorry. There's a woman on the screen with a butthole mouth, and I keep trying to put the microphone in her face. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) I just got rid of that. Try to bring you back So, yeah, the movie is kind of fighting you in a way. (laughs) Yeah, it's... It seems like it's almost like a love story to sets or to... uh, uh, That's what you got? Go ahead and tell us what you got. Well, I mean, so I agree, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so much of it is them just like, we made all these miniatures and all these sets, and we're going to pass over them long, long shots. I mean, it's probably like a warehouse that they have with like these sets and lights, and they're passing cameras over on these tracks, and they're just so excited about it. And they got to the editing situation, and we're like, guys, how much, like, almost all of our editing all of our film that we have to work with is just these long fucking set shots which is fine but 
and, and it's, it's it really I like, it. like they were like leaning into like look at the grandiosity of of all these things it's V'ger yes it is you agreed with me yeah You're I have nothing to add to that nothing? I mean that's like <laughs> everything that I would have said also yeah just seemed like they were really really wanting to highlight and appreciate the hard work that all the set design people did which did seem impressive especially since like so little of that is going to be computer generated, right? S- like it's almost pretty all pretty much none back yeah. then. Tron was like possibly the first one. So they have like all these actual little things that they put explaining together. most science fiction films. I mean, that's a pretty simplistic. I mean, that's what you thought of the film. Well, they didn't give us entirety. much more than that. Other than that, it was the Changeling, right? You got. I've yes. seen that yeah. episode. <laughs> well, I no, it wasn't just the changeling because you do have the Corbinite at the end, right? And there was another one thrown in there. Now the obsession was just fucking around because I mentioned a cloud, but there are other episodes. I think it's still good Star Trek. Oh no, I don't think it's. Bad I just have Trek. something where Star Trek movies in general kind of bug me, or they have never really done it right, even with the reboots. And I feel like this, and maybe three, and four, and two, <laughs> <laughs> and five, and six. No, and no seven. six is really good, but six also has some some issues. Didn't have the budget. If you could take the budget from one and put it into six, you would have had the the perfect Star Trek movie, I think. So I don't I don't think that I'm actually as bothered as you guys are about the the lengthy look at our sets stuff. Like, in, in my mind, like, you know, saying that it's a love story to set designers or whatever is, is not is not necessarily bad. It's like, it's like the stunt rock for, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> yeah. for set designers. Oh, my God, that's perfect. <laughs> it's not perfect. I love stunt rock. <laughs> Do you? Because it seems like you're taking that as not as something other than a compliment. Just like, like that's two a people love that story would know that I love. St- I dragged you to stunt rock. <laughs> you wouldn't be talking about stunt rock at all it's if true. you hadn't have met me. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and you love stunt rock. <laughs> yeah, stunt rock is like the love story to stuntmen and and, this and movie. rock and rock. You gotta get the rock in there. <laughs> And this movie is a love story to the set designers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like that uh, the thing that Star Star Trek always was, you know, is these like long talking scenes about like policy and like ethics and and things. There's a lot of that going on in there. Um, Not as much as there is in the episode that it is riffing off of. Oh though. no, totally. Yeah, You're, that is <laughs> a thousand percent correct. Um. I mean, if you're going to do a long space docking scene, you might as well do it four times. Um, <laughs> but they could have been, like, talking about philosophy and stuff. Like, even that they're doing in Star Trek Two, they could have done that during the space docking scene here. Right. I mean, because that happens at the very beginning of Star Trek Two. They kind of talk about, oh, you're an admiral and you need to get your command back like you had in the last movie. You know, because he's, like, working at Starfleet, and it's about, like, you know, getting old, and he feels useless, and he wants to have a sense of purpose, and they certainly could have done that here. 
Right. And and I did like uh I did like where it started um well not where it started but in the earlier portions of the film where he has to confront Decker. He said portion. <laughs> portion. Uh and talk to him and be like your command has been what what I didn't like about You're that out is that everyone else knew about it before him, which seems like a shitty fucking move, honestly. Like, why aren't they having that conversation with him and then, like, figuring out how they're going to pre- present it to the crew? Like, he goes up and meets Because well, he should have got it, because Kirk was coming aboard. Like, get it. No, but they send c- a command change, and everyone on the on the command deck was like, oh, hey, you're here. Cool. Decker doesn't know yet. And that's just shitty. I mean... No, but that's what I'm saying. Decker should have figured it out the moment they knew Kirk was coming. Probably. Whereas, like, our chances increased by, you know, 10 or something. Double. It didn't sound like he even knew that he was coming. Like, he was like, oh, you're here to give us a send-off? Oh. Well, he knew he was coming. (laughs) He, he, He didn't know why, but that's what I'm saying. He should have gotten it. He read, he read the script. Like, Kirk is here. I know. The other thing that I thought was really funny. And you're Decker. <laughs> and he's supposed to be the son of the guy from the Doomsday Machine, you know? Oh, that's right. Huh. I didn't even realize that. Um, I'm still shaking off the sleepiness of this movie. The other thing about that <laughs> is, like, some, like that at least one guy on the command staff is like, how dare they replace Decker? He's been here since the whole refitting. Which makes me, like, am I... Wait. Does that mean that he's actually had no space time in the ship? He's only been in command since they were refitting the Enterprise? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> so, like, why does he think he's at all... Uh, better suited other than just like I technically know the upgrades to the ship better. Are you talking about Decker now? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He just sucks. Like if that's the only time he's throw him out the airlock. Yeah, well, I've always felt that even before I knew that he was a pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) The Decker just sucks. I mean, we're supposed to be like, yeah, get this guy off of here. Yeah. Even though when you really do think about it, you can empathize with Decker. Like I get that. You know, because right, because they do set him up a little, a little bit, but that's okay. Up. I mean, <laughs> you know, but what about Disco McCoy? <laughs> yeah, well, and that's a good good place to transition to because I feel for Disco McCoy too because he looks like he was living his best life. Yeah, I like that they made it. You know, that they brought that up. Like, yeah, you know, I kind of don't want to be here. Starfleet <laughs> called me in. I was doing shit. I got the fucking height of 70s medallion oh, yeah. BGs. Yeah. I got this big ass beard. Mm. And I got fucking drafted. Yeah. He kept saying that. And like, I did my time. Yeah. They bring him on to the Enterprise and fucking Next Generation. And he's, yeah. he's pissed off there, too. His job <laughs> at Starfleet is he was drafted into going to all the starships and making sure that their sick bays are like, up to fucking par, <laughs> and he's all like, "I don't want to be here." Isn't he like like a hundred and thirty? Yes, on that like episode that, yeah. or something. It's like him and Data, and it's a great scene. Jesus, I just don't. Yeah, if he doesn't want to be there, why do they? I mean, I I understand Kirk trusts him, and they have a relationship. 
but go enjoy your life. Drink your mint juleps. You did like this. You did your time, yeah. Time across the universe. Does he have to work? I thought it was a time post money, and that's true. And I didn't. I normally don't think about that, but like I paid more attention to his dialogue in this setting, and yeah, it was like interesting to think about. Like I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I did it. Let me enjoy my retirement. Right. We don't know what he was doing, but I we can assume it was disco related. Right, exactly. <laughs> the fucking Spock too. So he's got really cool hair. Oh yeah. And McCoy has the cool beard, and, and then they outfit. both fucking shave it. Yeah, and that outfit at the very beginning, it's like black and fucking punk and just gothic. a hottie. Like yeah. he starts off, and they're like, "You're doing this epic thing," and it's like, "God, you just look awesome." But he statues. wasn't drafted. He sensed fucking Voyager's power. That's right. So the film does a disservice to itself, really. How's that? Well, it's just like it's constantly trying to be like, get it, get the epicness, but they don't re- do a really good job of like selling it. They don't do it with dialogue and they don't even do it with, you know, emotion or set. They just they're looking a lot, but they don't feel it. <laughs> I feel the concept of it. <laughs> well, I think they said the I love this movie more. After time has passed from watching it, like having yeah. just watched, I still love it. It's still better than all the reboots. It's still good Star Trek to me. Well, in your mind, when you remember this this movie, you can like make all those epic scenes just like they just happen. They're over. Now you're dealing with the movie again. Yeah, and they're getting it. They're not. I wouldn't call it the motionless around. picture, and I do prefer the director's cut. Well, the thing <laughs> you're gonna need then. <laughs> Did you enjoy the extra docking? <laughs> I actually like that, and I'm not like, oh, the sets are, but I, I feel it in a positive way too, like you were saying, because I liked how you could see them in it, the two of them. Yeah, that looked really good. I thought it did look good. <laughs> Fucking love that shit. I could watch that all day. <laughs> you didn't like it? You thought it was budget? It's not, it's, well, it was. Fucking cool. For today, it was very budget, obviously. No, it's not. Oh, my Christ, yes. I don't think it's aged that poorly. Yeah. I think it was really, really good for then. I think it's still good. It holds up the okay. test, the final test, I mean, test fine. of time. You can feel that. No one's mad at you for that. <sighs> but it's funny because it's like morals and messages. Just watch the changeling. Let's <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> it put me to sleep. I don't. I don't feel like I'm doing any good in this fucking podcast review right now. <laughs> I vote we move on to movie reviews, and I I take a nap. <laughs> really, that's that's where you want to leave it. Well, let, for, let's score it. Um, see, do you want to start? Could you see you start, and I'll look at what I actually gave it. Uh, I think I would give this movie an eight, almost nine. Oh my god, um, you're getting a back rub. <laughs> I'm getting a back rub. Sweet, I like that. Only you're like too low for me, but <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, I th- and the reason I give it that is because it's, it does a lot of things that are super interesting. I mean, it is a love story to set design. Yeah. And they kind of knock that part out of the park. It's boring. Yeah. But, like, it's really pretty. It's really interesting. It just lasts too long. I mean, um, we're also coming up against, like, this movie is, like, hated by a lot of people. A lot of people, like, place this last. Yeah. And it has the nickname Motionless Picture. Right. So it's like, I don't think that's right. And there are people online and stuff that that do defend it. 
Uh, this movie is worth a long-haired Spock altogether. Like, if, and if, Disco if, McCoy. Yeah, if you watched this movie and you saw those two scenes, that was the price of the ticket right there. See, and Spock's outfits. Oh, like, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. Before I, he changes before. into the Starfleet outfits. Fuck His me, own right. wardrobe choices. I gave it a nine. Amazing. <laughs> I gave this a nine. You gave this a nine? But I feel like, you know... I would have given it an eight if it hadn't if I hadn't have heard all these people like you know talking down on this movie. Which I wish it had the color. I don't understand the argument of like, well, that's not going to work. It works on a small screen and not on a big screen. I remember that in either this book or a bunch of other books, they're saying that like the color would take away from the epicness on a large screen or something. It's just ridiculous because it's they sucked it out completely and then they gave you this movie. (laughs) What if we shot this movie in khaki vision? It's like I had this roommate that used to make vegan treats, the first vegan treats I ever had in the mid-90s. And I used to be like, how could you suck the flavor out of a blueberry? It's like (laughs) all her vegan treats tasted like sand and didn't have any taste other than sand. And like this movie sucked all the color out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that vegan foods have come along such a long way. Oh, yeah. Here, have this. It's vegan, you think? I'm eating (laughs) sand. Now, that's what, like, gluten-free stuff is. It's all just, like, gross, flavorless sand. That gives you IBS. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Olean. (laughs) Olean. 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 You make me blow it straight out, my aperture. Any other last thoughts on the motion picture? I mean, this is pretty much it for us. There's a couple of uh, made-for-TV movies that Roddenberry did that we can end up podcasting. There's Planet Earth, and there's Genesis 2, and I like both of those, and mm. we've, we've watched them. Yeah. I think you like Genesis 2. Oh, and the Quester tapes. We'll be doing the Quester tapes, which is another one. But other than that, and for Star Trek, this is it. Unless we did the animated series. Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> You're like, foot is coming down. It's <laughs> down. I put my foot down. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you want to give it thumbs up, thumbs down? Thumbs up. Ah, excellent. Um, so let's, okay, then let's transition. 